Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Crypto Sparta podcast. Um, we back in a new location. Yeah, we're around the world. <laughs> but um, I mean, it does feel like there's a little excitement for the uh, ETH merger, but as we always try to do, we weigh it with the uh, overall market and the macro, which is a bit... Yeah, so BTC is under 20K. It's at 19,800. So high, high, or so below 20K. And then ETH is, it was at like 1,500, but now it's kind of a little uptake and now it's at like 1,650. So, like, people are just saying, be, don't be surprised if we're just in a sideways crap. So, one of the things that I wanted to, bring up and talk about with brian was the fact that the eth bitcoin chart so we had talked like we just love talking shout out hashtag the flippening i think eth will have relative strength to bitcoin well the merge is happening the merge is happening i mean is it really though it's like it'd be another psycho no it would happen but it's just like it's not gonna it's not gonna be what you think I feel like I think there's a lot of news and I think it will take time. But yeah, Bitcoin to ETH is like down. So it's like 12. So in relative strength, um, Bitcoin, it just seems, and not to um, give away like, you know, what we're going to be shown later, but uh, in terms of the Bitcoin ETH trade, feels like ETH has some a bit more rally potential. But I mean the overall macro is still really bad. Like like Pakistan like there's all these events, global events that I've been sending it to Brian and there's a Wall Street Silver. Everybody's protesting. They're very convinced that the you know market managers or the market makers and the um large government organizations as well as you know like the imf or like the centralized banks inflation is now getting to be a competition because the increase in costs of uh energy are being seen and so what i had sent to brian was there are protests in where are so they? many countries so many countries like in india there's like in- there was one in gujarat there was one in italy, czech republic germany. italy germany uh i believe there was one in ghana as well yeah, um ghana, like- it's not necessarily being re- reported but i mean you you heard it here and, and well I mean, with the, there's a lot of like uh news articles about electricity rations like now that they're rationing and water because, shortages as well because they're depending on russia for gas uh germany especially so we've and been so, we've been tracking this story in terms of like the european winter water so shortages, where like, they were saying crazy. how um, pakistani flood yeah there's going to be shortages, which is going to either cause like massive price increases or rationing. And so in the UK, you know, they're starting to ration and cut people off. And they're saying that there was a law passed that recently where I believe people are not allowed to go to the pubs past 9 p.m. And that uh, the cost of beer has like 
doubled or tripled, but there was a similar thing in Colorado where if you signed up for the uh, government shock protection plan, what's going to happen is that if the grid becomes strained, they're going to only allow you to cool your house down to a certain amount. And what they were doing in California was they were saying, please don't charge your cars. They were saying, well, don't water your lawns, don't have yeah, a pool. They've had that sprinkler like water ration in effect for so long. And so what's going to happen is like a lot of people are getting very angry and there's protests around the world. There's also in New Zealand and I've been sending Brian these, you know, tweets that have been reporting and um, similar things have trickled into the housing market where the demand for purchasing houses has really dropped. Yeah, prices have dropped overall, and that has to do, with, too, with the macro, like Jerome Powell saying, like, oh, we're not doing a soft landing anymore. It's like a like a gross recession, basically, whatever that means. So it's just like that, too. And then people trying to buy homes and then trying to fix them up, too, like a little, uh, you know, house flipping. Like, they're having issues, too, because... There's no, there's there are no a, buyers. Yeah, logjam and materials too. So you're just there's a stockpile. Uh, so it's delays in projects. Yeah, and so I it's mean, really hard to get materials too. The the increase in energy has been a knock on effect for building houses as well, and so now the raw materials shipping them has been increased. Um, I saw a. Uh, visual that had talked about how the russian oil is still going to europe and the uk but now it's going through china and then it's looping either around africa or through the suez canal because instead of doing a pipeline from russia to europe it's being resold to china and then being marked up russia and china and russia and india and as well as russia and several other people are purchasing Russian oil at a discount on the global market rate. The global market rate is still heavily increased. Some and then they're shipping. Trade. Yeah. And then they're saying people in New Delhi and uh, Beijing, shout out to um, Breaking Points and, and Sagar and Jetty for bringing this up, where there are people who are basically purchasing from Russia and reselling, and then they're using inefficient shipping lanes and marking up and they're making billions of dollars. And then the thing about it is you could act like uh, you don't know what it is, but the certain levels of, I believe it's like, if it's petroleum versus, or if it's crude or refined oil, like you know where it comes from because of the certain type of oil with certain levels. And like, it's still the same oil that's ending up in Europe and England is just way upcharged and going in an inefficient route because they're shooting themselves in the foot and not just using the pipelines, but Russia is blocking the pipelines. But yeah, the, yeah, we don't know how long this this war is gonna I'm, last. Yeah, I mean, this is like kind of the um, the macro stuff that uh, we're thinking. But in spite of that, what I was gonna say was that I think that um, there's a lot of open interest in terms of people shorting. There was a news story recently from uh, I believe it was MSNBC or CNN or Fox Business where there was a woman who had been doing analysis in terms of, is there a bear market rally? 
And then she was saying, well, it's a lot of shorts covering. And she immediately got cut off. And it's like, you can't talk about that. But a lot of smart money is shorting. A lot of people think that it's going to get worse. The question that I posed to, to the audience and then also Brian, where it's like, is it going to get worse? Should we short it? But are there too many people already shorted? And then this kind of, we had different, like, but there was a big short squeeze based off of Vitalik's and should we say Dick or Schwanz or whatever? <laughs> his girth, his member. <laughs> like he was at there the was World a Economic pump. Forum. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently there was a rap concert by the Ethereum team that was circulating and it was kind of cringe. But uh, but also uh, some enhancements in his nether region. I don't know if it's Photoshopped or not. But uh, dude, tall. I mean, he's you know he's tall though. He's like six... He's like six three, six to six five. It looked like he was kind of, um, but I think it was like enhanced because it like, like he was a little excited or something though. But literally, the reason we're bringing this up, and I think that Brian and I are treating ourselves kind of like weekly, you know, news. And it was news, and it's like it's not news, but actually, uh, there was tons of money um, leveraged in terms of shorts shorting the market, believing that the market would go lower. And then when it gets overweighted, we had talked about how I'm like a spot trader. I just buy and hold. You can call it investor. I'm not necessarily a trader. Um, the people that trade and then they use leverage and they yes. say that I think it's going to go down or I think it's going to go up. And then if I short it, then basically I'm borrowing shares to in the future I will sell them at a lower price, but I've already locked in the higher price. That's why I'm shorting it. I believe that it's going to go bad. And then I loan them out to the market. And then I get to, you know, the profits from short selling is basically just a bet against the market. And too many people did that. And so then there was the photo of Vitalik and the price of ETH went up like a couple hundred dollars or over 10%. So if you leverage really hard, then you get liquidated where it's like... This is not like, I don't uh, recommend anybody doing this. This is like stressful because it's like, even in a bear market, which we're in, uh, you know, people trying to short, like you can still have, you know, 5% candles going up. Like crypto is very volatile asset. So it's very unpredictable, even though the overall trend is down. So it's like... Yeah, be very careful trying to short something that could easily well, go up for and, five minutes and then go back down. And well, then you end up getting fucked. What I would wanted to say was about like the macro where we've been, you know, it looks like the world is going to crap. Yeah. But what what happened with GameStop and with the short squeezes is that when people leverage up and when people really take heavy bets against the market, like they can manipulate the market. And so what happened was that everybody thought that GameStop was going to die. So everybody bets against it. And then it becomes to an extent where there are so many bets and they're so highly leveraged. They're borrowing more money because they're like, I'll bet my house. Actually, let me get a loan on my house to double bet my house against yeah, GameStop. Really, 
let's refinance. And then it gets to the point where it's like, yeah, you guys probably have the right idea, but you're artificially manipulating the market by betting against it so heavily. And then if we just pump the price, then the loans get called. Do you actually have two houses worth of money? No. Well, it's like you took out a loan against GameStop and GameStop is like worth more than before. So you lent us the, you know, like you need to go get those shares. You need to actually give us the shares. And it's like, oh no, like I I just lent them out. Like I don't actually have them. I thought they were going to go lower and then I'd buy back. So that's like the short covers where if you owe shares to someone that you don't own and then the price goes up, this is the mechanism where you get liquidated. Tons of people got liquidated because everybody thought, okay, crypto is going down. It's only going to get worse. They take out loans. And then, you know, Sam Bankman Freed, perhaps, or some other market manipulator just says, okay, if I move the price by 20%, all, these, All these people are going to get liquid. And then we're going to get cheap, uh, cheap Ether, cheap Bitcoin, whatever. And the thing is, too, is like, uh, you know, Sam Davis retired. Like, no, that was uh, uh, no, Trabuco. Uh, Sam Trabuco. Yeah. He was retired. So, like, people trying to get shit done, like, don't rely on that, uh, the corporate stuff. Well, and we talked about the concentration of Ethereum where it's unregulated by the SEC and people can move shares, they can move markets. And so, as we said, we're small boats on a large ocean being manipulated by whales. Um, I just feel like that Geico commercial where he's just like on that uh, person's sailboat and he, they make it seem like he's on a yacht, on his own yacht. But he's actually just on a uh, electronic sailboat that kids controls. And so, yeah, we're in for a rude awakening if we can't, uh, you know. I mean, the macro is bad, but is this a growth industry? Is this where to be? I was going to share some of like the personal stuff with the businesses that I do where um Behind the scenes, there's a lot of work being done. And we track Twitter. We've been into crypto like quite a bit. And I've gone to like conferences and talked to people. And behind the scenes, it's like it's not just your everyday person. Like we talk like we're everyday people because we're retail investors. Mm-hmm. Similar to like, you know, ledger status where he, he chills and talks with Kobe, but he's not super duper uber rich. And the average crypto investor probably doesn't have that, that much money, but behind the scenes, it's a budding, I mean, this technology is going to revolutionize the world at the end of the day. Oracles for real world. Yeah. Chainlink, Ethereum. I mean, and if it's not Ethereum, something else, or all of these macro issues with inflation and centralized banks, like at a certain point, they're either going to have to outlaw crypto, which, I mean, they've tried, I but mean, it's almost yeah. impossible. Like, Well, look at the SEC these days. Like, I mean, they are suing Michael Saylor for uh, 
you know, tax evasion. Uh, you know, they're suing uh, what's the other company? Uh, you know, or no, the NFT project DGN Tool Tunes. Yeah, like and market so, manipulation. Like the thing is, when people start treating things like the market, and um, it's like a there was a, a funny meme about it where it was like, you know, the IRS is like, uh, hey, like you know, you need to pay me in dollars, and it's like, well, I'm just trading with my neighbor. And then I just use seashells to keep track. And then it's like, oh, yeah, those seashells are worth nothing, you know? And then it's like, give me those seashells. Where it's like, when they start treating all these crypto accounts and currencies as, like, things that need to be regulated and monitored, it's already begun. Um and I mean, maybe it's unfair and maybe it's good because the idea of regulation is to protect consumers. There's so many people and there was the BitBoy lawsuit as well, where it's like, these people are famous and then they manipulate markets to have the people that follow them, give them money that then they take out of the system. And crypto has made it com- very, very efficient. Very easy for them. To if these that. were stocks, you know, if these were Ponzi's, like... It just really opens the door to that. So, like, yeah, we'll see what happens. Like, SEC, uh, they're suing Michael Saylor, and then you know they sued uh, DJ's tunes was, which was uh, Trisha Daddio's like one of his main chills. Like, they got him on you know manipulation, you know fraud, tax evasion, that whole shindig. But, like, it was basically he was working hours, like, full-time job hours and then working, like, only 14 hours at the other job. So, basically, like, Michael Saylor was uh, applying for taxes in a state that he didn't actually live in. Yeah. And then they've tracked him down. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to send a message that they're going to crack down on where you live, how much money you have. You can't be sneaking crypto around and... um no, I mean, is this just like CBDCs are next? Is this is that what the thing is? Where it's like the governments will then now slowly be in control of crypto and crypto will exist because the underlying technology will change, you know, kind of how the world works. But I mean, is it going to be anonymous? Are the governments going to either outlaw it or require you to give your identification for everything? There was a post by DYDX that Kobe had reshared where it was like, you need to prove that you're alive. Like, you know, the not a robot thing. Like, are we all going to have one-time passwords for our phones that track wherever we go? And we don't need to go down that, that whole rabbit hole. But um, from that stuff, I mean, I wanted to move into NFTs where it's like, there's uh, there's a little movement going on. Yeah. These Utes, man, you don't know what kind of art they are, but they're, I think it's, uh, they're creating a little uh, mass marketing or like free social media. Like they, they're getting messy on it. Like all the, it's basically a white paper, a hundred, you know, 30,000 or a hundred thousand. They went through tons of um, applications to be a part of the club. And Utes is on Solana. I had gone to the Solana conference in Portugal. They have so much money behind it and they're going to make all of these NFT projects, basically like cool party clubs where 
you spend money to be in the club and then you flex online. Um, I was going to tell Brian about the Kanpai Pandas. I want him to buy one and shout out to Ice Bags. I mean, they're doing events and they're, you know, like. Yeah, let me know what they're doing in the comment section. Like, you know, they're, they must be doing some special kind of training for the age group or something. I mean, they have a lot of people. I think that there's like people in the know where it's like, who was the friend of Kobe who was like really like early, early into NFTs? Um, was it light? No, I don't know. Maybe it was just Kobe. His name was just Kobe. No, it was Kobe. And then this other guy who was like had crypto punks where it's like, if you're in the club or you're like, I had ether rocks. Like it's like, I've been there since day one. I minted an original yeah, moon cat. I sold this and then recovered my ETH outlook. This is where I am. Like, yeah, and it's just like, um, I think for Kanpai Pandas or for like the communities that are going to survive, like it's going to be Cool Cakes Clubs and it's going to be about prestige where it's going to be like, yo. Yeah, I, I don't have... know how uh, Starve is going to make money in this environment. Yeah, but I mean, with NFTs, there's a lot of big name brands that are getting into it. And like, it's pretty clear they're not going to go away. I mean, do you really bet against NFTs at all? No. And so the Utes, I think that it's like, what we were talking about is, is it a, is it like a pump and dump? Is it a scam? Like, is it just influencers? Dude, yeah. I mean, and then it's so hard to get on these white lists. They're not easy to build a football group program. Like, it's, they, they, it's path. It's cryptopathic. I found it. Uh, it was cryptopathic and, and uh, crypto Cobain. But yeah, I mean, the Utes, the Compi Pandas, and like now there's more and more people doing board ape stuff. There was like the Eminem and Snoop Dogg thing that they did on the VMAs or whatever. People said it was cringe, but like it'll get better. Like it'll evolve, and then it'll become corporate like soon enough. You know, things will get bought. But um, should we hit the shows? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, I'm just gonna go for it, and like, I don't think there's enough hype. I don't think that the uh, merge is priced in. So I think Ethereum. Like, I mean, it had a little bump, and yeah, it's probably smart to do the you know play a little. Uh, merge pre-dump and then you know dump out the day of the merge but it's kind of like the macro has been so bad that like maybe it's been too bad you know like you have to think counterintuitively where i mean you don't go where the whole herd goes like there's 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 money around there yeah building so it's like ethereum 2 2.0 launches like people will be happy like large players and, got that and there's still if you look at the they're, metrics there's still like tons of money moving around there's tons of people investing in startups and it's just your everyday person is getting hammered but that's a fraction of the market and like i think that crypto is going to be a weird evolution of like the rest of the world well, thinks that applications they don't even know what they're looking for in an applicant like and I think that everything is going to be in the future, like kind of anonymized where people are going to, you know, they're not going to know um, 
who the people that are in control are. Everything's going to be anonymous. It's going to be through crypto. It's going to be like borderless. And then the, the, the question is going to be in the future of privacy or no privacy and which governments are going to be taxing you how. And then, you know, when they send people like Michael Saylor to jail and they try to show and make an example of people that try to, you know, escape yeah, the that's system. So wrong. It's going to be scary. I mean, I, I, I just see that as the, the path, but I, I like the idea of decentralization. I like the idea of like taking control out of the bank's hands and the central government's hands, but maybe that's a bit personal, but what what are your shows? I mean, my show, I think chain like SmartCon 2023, improving, like they're gonna talk about staking and like everyone's been waiting for the staking announcement. Chainlink is just like close to the heart. I could just think it's it's incredible technology. That's like yeah. the thing that people don't the world people think is, that these are just random need, coins that are uh, treated like shells or, or whatever. Things. No, these things are actually backed by very game changing technology. Yeah, shit's so, wild. Yeah, chain link. So we'll see. I mean, this has been more of a macro podcast right now instead of the. It's like, is the whole usual. shit going down? Yeah. But like, this is why we do macros so you stay informed, um, f- to make the smaller decisions. So, uh, with that said, that was the latest episode of the Crypto Spark Podcast. The pleasure. Peace. Peace.